I don't know where you find yourself today as you tune in for this Encounter God Bible study series. My name is Lisa Pulliam. I'm the founder of More To Be, and I'm passionate about studying God's Word with you. And there's never been a time I have felt like that has been more important than it is right now. As I'm recording this for you, we are on day 20 of the coronavirus stay-at-home orders for our particular family, and our nation is under uh, very similar lockdown stay-at-home orders. Uh, as of this morning, which today that I am recording this is uh, April 6th, I believe, if I checked my calendar correctly this morning, and the cases in America are over 330,000. Uh, the cases in my, my home state of New York uh, is at the top of the list, uh, and it is devastating to me. I am overwhelmed by the number of people that I know who have been impacted by this virus already. Uh, and so in the last week, I've really been saying, God, what what's going on and where are you? And what can we do to make a difference? And if you head over to more to be, uh, you can find uh, a one way that I'm going about making a difference. If you go to more to be.com slash send hope with love, uh, that is just one way that I am trying to encourage us to make a difference. And it's really quite simple. It's simply looking at that last business that you were at, the last place that you frequented, the restaurant, the coffee shop, the clothing store. Buy a gift card uh, to one of those places, if that's possible, to buy an online gift card and send it to an essential worker on the front line, a nurse, a doctor, uh, somebody who is continuing to play a role in support staff for a place that needs to stay open. Uh, just just send that and say thank you for serving. Thank you for putting your life on the front lines for us while the rest of us are having uh, a staycation. Whether or not that's a wanted staycation, for many, it doesn't feel like a staycation because uh, we've lost jobs in our country and finances are looking really frightening. And so there are so many different levels of emotion. And I even noticed when I was scrolling Facebook this morning, how one person was expressing their struggle and their frustration. And, and you know, all the responses that we have to try to make that person feel better. When in reality, we can't make anybody feel better. We can simply say, I'm gonna pray and then do it and be intentional about that and look for ways that we can demonstrate love Maybe that looks like sending a handwritten note rather than a digital note, you know, through text or Facebook Messenger. Maybe that looks like providing a meal or covering an expense. Something we have the opportunity, those of us who are not in major crisis right now, we have the opportunities to look for ways that we can serve while honoring whatever it is that we are required to do uh, according to our government. So if the stay-at-home orders say stay at home, we need to stay home. So this is supposed to be our Encounter God Bible study. And yes, I am off on a, a track here because I feel like this is important. And if you listen to this at a time when we are not in the middle of coronavirus, I just ask that you would take a moment and, and praise God for where you are right now and just intercede for those who have gone through this experience and who have really struggled. So today's verse in our Encounter God Bible study and if you have been following along with us, what we're doing is we're studying the names of God and his attributes one a week, every week of 2020. And in that journey, we are looking at that particular verse or name of God in the context of scripture. And so uh, we are turning today to Deuteronomy 7. It's going to be a hard passage, guys. 
hard passage to go through. Uh, the key verse is wonderful, but the context is sobering. Uh, so the key verse is verse 9 in chapter 7 of Deuteronomy. Know that the Lord your God is God. We need that right now, don't we? The faithful God who keeps his gracious covenant loyalty for a thousand generations for those who love him and keep his commands. I was reading in the CSB version. Hey, I mean, that would be a nice place just to camp out, right? God, you are God. You are faithful. You are gracious. You keep your covenants. You are loyal, Lord, for a thousand generations with those who love you and keep your commands. God, we love you. We want to keep your commands. God, will you do this for us? And the challenge is the context, right? So if we go back up to verse 1, the subheading on this chapter for me says, Israel to destroy idolatrous nations. And as soon as I saw the word idolatry, I thought, oh dear, we're in trouble. Because one of the thoughts that I've had throughout this coronavirus is how much our idols have been taken from us. Our idols of work and identity and financial security and productivity and uh and and connection and relationship and status and and appearance and all these things and at a stay-at-home order you're home alone with the people that know you best maybe not with any people at all maybe at home in abusive relationships like we we we're dealing with the rawness of our lives and the things that have filled it beforehand in these stark contrasts and there's a lot of emotions there. And I think one of the questions that we have to ask ourselves is, God, where have I loved someone or something more than I have loved you? That is making the idol, right? An idol is something we worship. And God is a jealous God. We've studied that. He wants us to have his affection for him alone. And anything that could tempt that away, we are to destroy. We are to get rid of that in our lives. So I'm not saying go destroy your marriage or go destroy your house or, or destroy your job, but destroy your affinity to that, your affection for that. The scriptures say guard your heart uh, above all things uh, for the well, that's your wellspring of life from everything your heart flows. So how do we get ourselves back into alignment uh, with God's purposes? So if we leave, look at this passage from a context perspective, this is right after uh, the greatest commandment has been given after the Ten Commandments. So uh, just, you know, chapter 5 was ten, the Ten Commandments. Chapter 6 is the greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. Uh, these are the words I'm giving you today to be in your heart. Repeat them. Talk about them. Uh, bind them around you. Write them on the doorpost of your, of your homes and your city gates. And then we get to chapter 7, and the Lord brings uh, the people, his Israelites, uh, into the land you are entering to possess. And to do it, he drives out many nations. He drives out the Hittites, Girgashites, Amorites, Canaanites, Parasites, Hevites, uh, uh, did I say Parasites? Parasites, Jebusites, seven nations more numerous and powerful than you. And when the Lord your God delivers them, over to you and you defeat them you must completely destroy them well that's not you know jesus loves me this i know storybook bible <laughs> right like this is this is hard stuff like the israelites are supposed to destroy the people that god has uh taken the land from and given it to the israelites 
He goes on and he says, make no treaty with them and show them no mercy. You must not intermarry with them. You must not give your daughters to their sons or take their daughters for your sons because they will turn your sons away from me to worship other gods. Then the Lord's anger will burn against you and he will swiftly destroy you. Okay, context, right? Like clearly the takeaway for us is that God is serious about our loyalty to him as much as he is serious about his loyalty to us. And what is standing in the way of that loyalty? And there's really no better time in life than to evaluate that right now. Say, where has my loyalty been? And where is my loyalty going to be going forward? Instead, this is what you are to do. I'm picking up at verse 5. Tear down their altars, smash their sacred pillars, cut down their asherah poles, and burn their carved images. Verse 6. For you are a holy people belonging to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be his own possession out of all the peoples on the face of the earth. This is the same words that we find in, uh, in 2 Peter uh, 2.9 or 1 Peter 2.9 uh, where, where Paul is talking about the fact that we are God's chosen people. We are his holy possession. We are set apart. Are we living set apart? And I don't mean stay apart right? Like we're staying apart right now under the coronavirus uh, stay-at-home orders, but are we living set apart? Even in the world, is, are we distinctly different than the culture? And, and not in a way that draws attention to ourselves and say, hey, look at me, I'm holier than thou, but are we willing to say no to the things that the world values and say yes to the things that God values? even if it means that we will feel different and that we will feel like this is not our forever home, which it is not our forever home, right? Then in verse uh, seven, the Lord had his heart set on you and chose you, not because you were more numerous than all the people, for you were the fewest of all people. God's a God of minorities. Uh, but because the Lord loved you and kept the oath he swore to your father, he brought you out with a strong hand and redeemed you from the place of slavery, from the power of Pharaoh and the king of Egypt. So how has the Lord demonstrated that his heart is set on you, that he chose you, that he loves you, that he kept his oath to you, that he has brought you out, that he has redeemed you from slavery, the things that hold you in bondage? Know that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps his gracious covenant loyalty for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commands. So we may not understand the context of this passage. And we may look at this and say, how does this word for word apply to our life today? I think the, the zoom out perspective is that God loves us and has chosen us. First, the Israelites through Jesus Christ. We have been adopted and grafted in to his family and his love for us is a pure love, a loyal love, a gracious love, a kind love. And, and yet a love that also says, don't love anybody else. I'm a jealous God. Don't love anything else more than you love me. Let your love for me come into you and overflow out of you onto those that, that I have brought into your life. And so how can you live that way? How can you, um, in this, in this time, kind of reevaluate your life and decide what you're going to do going forward. 
there's a resource that I love to use and I've used it with my family. It's called a core value resource. And it's a, it's a hard, it's a hard resource to figure out what our values are and how do those values line up with God's values? Do they or don't they? And so when you join the More To Be Sisterhood membership, uh, which supports this podcast, you can get access to that core values download. It also supports this Bible study series. So I would just love for you guys to head over there and join uh, the sisterhood and become one of our members so that we can give you this resource that you can sit down and work through it with your family, uh, with yourself, between you and the Lord and identify, God, what am I living for? Am I living for you? Am I loving you with the same love that you have promised me? I'm so glad that you guys are with me and that you're studying God's word together in this difficult time in our country's history, uh, which is in the making. I, I pray that no matter when you listen to this and when you study God's word, that you are in his peace and his love and his strength uh, to get you to where he wants you to go with him. I look forward to seeing you guys next time.